0: Ladies, gentlemen, and our friends between and beyond, thank you for taking the time to wrap your ears around this episode of Hook Cooks. I am Mitch, the Monster Chef, and tonight in the Kitchen of Creativity, I've got a bit of a bombshell to drop. Did you know that only one of the so-called Spice Girls is actually a spice? Trust me when I say you cannot go around using baby as a spice to add flavour to your dishes. That is a crime. And I'm starting a petition now to retroactively rename four of the five to cumin, turmeric, paprika, and nutmeg. I'd like to humbly request my fellow chefs first to stand with me and demand action for this great injustice
1: yeah i'm i'm Dishbot tonight i'll be playing the role of jack i i stand with you for sure i don't what what there are spice people yeah only girls
0: yeah and and ginger we support ginger spice but the others they're lying pro ginger spice
1: in this one okay
2: (laughs) i am your larder critter connor um, an elk friend of mine was telling me they have rabies, scabies, and an as yet unidentified third kind of ABs. Uh It made me think about my own health. You know, am I doing enough to take care of myself? Uh, but don't worry, I've been drinking a whole lot more sunscreen. <laughs> Time to roll up our sleeves for another shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. I am excited, as always I am, to take a pre-prepared prompt from our producer Vinny and turn that into a slick, saucy, and oftentimes spellbinding radio play segment that we call The Plate Up. If you'd like to submit your own prompt in for hookery and all cookery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or reach out to us at the socials with at hook underscore cooks. Speaking of that prompt... Chefs, BFFs, let's get cooking. Um, what are we working with?
0: The prompt this evening is heavy tongue. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
2: when I said saucy earlier, we might be... This might be a, a wet and wild adventure
1: that we. This is a big budget horny prompt. I tell you what, yeah. <laughs> it's big budget horny. Big budget horny. Okay, <laughs> There's a lot of okay. slurping going on yeah. in this one.
2: Uh, well, um, listen, I'm. It's late. I've got the candles out. The satin pillows all around me, almost suffocating me. Reveal to me what your uh, salacious best before yesterdays are, your uh, things that you didn't really think about, the things that came out of your brain before you had the chance to stop them. What have you got for me?
0: Everyone knows that the best Jellicle cat at the jellical ball goes to the heavy side layer, but the worst Jellicle cat goes somewhere different, the heavy tongue layer, a terrible place where dogs do unnecessarily suggestive dances in spandex and lycra. It is a bad place, and I wish not to speak of it. All right.
2: Um, The heavy tongue layer. Surely most of the people that we're going to be presenting to will have a good, firm understanding of the cat's lore.
0: I didn't, but I knew those things. That's a really fine point.
2: (laughs) I actually haven't seen cats, and I know those things as well. Point retracted.
1: I'll jump in here and say nothing that you just said made any fucking sense to me at all. <laughs> I guess maybe if we're, if we're gunning for like sixty-six percent hit rate on everything, then hey, okay.
2: That's the, hey.
1: If you don't know
2: what he was talking about, you must think him some kind of cat-themed warlock.
1: I I don't know some sort of ball, like a yep, like a dancing listen, ball, listen, <laughs> <look. Jellicle laughs> ball. Oh boy, are we about to
0: turn this into a cats podcast? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pivoting away from the rich furry lore of the Cats musical and the resulting masterpiece film. Um, Jack, uh, what have you got for us in terms of best before yesterday's?
1: Yep. Yep. I got I got something. Um, okay, heavy tongue. Here we go. Heavy tongue. In an effort to improve my kissing performance, I've recently introduced <laughs> a feedback system with my significant <laughs> other. As it so happens... Heavy tongue is one of the checkboxes available on the former I provide after each makeout session. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'll do my best before yesterday. That was just sort of an anecdote. <laughs> okay, so
2: that's just, you're just letting us know how your love life is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hmm. would I do demand to know what some of the other checkboxes might be.
1: Well, you know, Kiss me and find out. Oh, <laughs> well. wow. Join us for the After Dark <laughs> yeah. session, everyone.
2: Another, another saucy suggestion so here at Hook Hooks After Hours.
0: If, if you have recommendations for Jack's little <laughs> make-out make feedback uh, form, feel free to send those through.
2: Yeah, send those through. No photos, please. <laughs> of hooks at gmail.com. Um, well, look, uh, those are some sultry, saucy, best-before-yesterday's. Not... Unexpected, mm. given the wetness and tangliness yeah. of the prompt. Um, let's head into the meat and potatoes. I want to wrap my heavy tongue around the. <sighs> okay, I'll pull that one back. <laughs> <I didn't-> <laughs>
1: let's <laughs> not. With
2: uh, I want to <laughs> consider with respect <laughs> your uh, your meat and potatoes. What have you got?
0: Thank, thank you for that. I I appreciate. And you respect respected. I respect you for respecting my wishes. Heavy tongue. That's what they called you. Because your words had weight. You could captivate a crowd with ease. Riz whomsoever you chose. And with your power came responsibilities. You weren't cunning or clever nor quick-witted. You spoke with slow, measured care. You were the best lawyer in the city. Until the mob cut out your tongue forcing you from courtroom hero to vigilante, the mute mercenary, the superhero of sign language, heavy tongue.
2: Cool. Wow, that took a fucking turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was was like, all right, lawyer, some kind of like extreme ability to like talk your way through situations and then the mob cut out your tongue.
0: (laughs) Yeah, did did that to me too when I was writing it.
1: (laughs) 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 He just took the exit, huh? <laughs> he drove off yeah. that highway. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that looks fun." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done a superhero for a while. <laughs> World's largest pig. What?
2: <laughs> it's kind of like Daredevil had his sight taken,
0: right? Yeah,
1: but yeah. He had uh, other stuff. What does Heavy Tongue do?
0: <laughs> well, this is why I bring it to the Hook Cooks because right. I, I okay. think this is a compelling character. Okay. Or, and I, I want to build, build out this, uh, this world. I'm starting this, um, to have thoughts, you know. You know, and not enough superheroes use sign language. I'm, I'm yep.
2: very, very into uh, signal boosting sign language. Uh, always something that I'll leap at. That said, this is a podcast, so.
0: Oh yeah, and I also like. I would probably prefer to signal boost sign language if with anything other than heavy tongue. Yeah. But but again, a, hey, it is an it is a podcast. A, a, yep. An auditory medium, as they call yes, it. Yes,
2: absolutely. Look, I, I think your your quest here is noble. I like the character. Um, I'm already starting to think of what their nemesis would be. But before I get carried away into the muted tones of uh, Heavy Tongue, the vigilante superhero, I want to hear from Jack. Jack, what is your meat and potatoes submission for tonight?
1: Alright, here we go. Heavy time. You are the last of your kind. The secrets of the Lingvo Masava have been passed down within your family for generations, and the power of weight manipulation is yours to control. You flick the rope hanging by your side upwards, and as you feel it tug against your wrist, you whisper the words. The weight of the rope magnifies, and its momentum pulls you along with it. You murmur the cancelling phrase as you clear the rooftops, landing deftly on your haunches. You gaze at the city before you as the sun crests the horizon. The people who killed your family are here. They have the Vortaro, the compendium of command phrases. You will find them and you will take your revenge. Okay. So I like, Yeah, this good work. I was just, uh, when you said uh, you're on the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. It was just like
0: more superhero, superhero stuff. stuff yeah. It's
1: definitely superhero <laughs> stuff. Um yeah, I went like a uh, language that lets you manipulate the weight of an object with the yeah. use of phrases mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. magic language, sort
2: of stuff. So the the, the thing that your that you have is the the lingua massiva, the ability lingua to massiva, change the weight.
1: Yeah, all the fancy words are es- lingvo massiva. All the fancy words are Esperanto. Our
2: esperanto. Ah, uh, yes, esperanto. the language cool. the whole world speaks.
1: Um, so I'm sort of positing, what if in this alternate universe, Esperanto let you control an object? It's a magic Okay. So, uh,
2: let's, let's try and start immediately blending these two because we've got rooftop scenes, that sort of thing. One thing I want to kind of go with on Jack's idea is I kind of like the story and the situations that we'll be able to compel ourselves into with this story of revenge and seeking the words and, like, mm-hmm. I, I, insofar as it being a full-blown super heroic tale. Uh, look, we've all got a bit of superhero fatigue. Marvel have been pumping us full of product for who knows how long. I would like the superhero to perhaps be the antagonist in this situation or provide some kind of boundary. Could it be, you know, you've got a, uh, a character who, in this world, magic is words, Mitch wanted his character to have his tongue cut out.
0: Mm. So... I mean, I didn't want that it. for him. You wanted, so so that's
2: what you wanted. I control,
0: We read your diary, you know, man. You, you read my... Yeah. A lot of diary. cutting out of
2: tongues well,
1: in there. We had to. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, uh, that was the dream I had. Um, multiple nights. I dreamt <laughs> it again. <laughs> yeah. Tongues. I've worked out how to get the dream to come back. All I need to do is cut out a tongue before I fall yeah. asleep.
2: <laughs> yep. Moving right along from <laughs> your obsession with taking the mouth meat. We've got uh, this uh, character who can manipulate the weight of things. I really like that as our principal character, as our principal character. What I'd like to find now is a way to in like, like include this mute character, right? Now, what if the one of the people that you're going up against has someone that they have cut the tongue out of, right? Making them no longer able to access the power that they once had, or maybe you can find an ally who has had their tongue cut out, or something similar. Um, Is the cutting out of the tongue too grisly?
1: It's pretty grisly, but I I think it's like
0: it's like it's like like, that's a historic thing, you know. I don't think that's part of the story. It's like the tongue is gone, and then maybe it's like this character learning to.
1: Wield the magic through sign language. Yeah, your tongue is gone, right? So you can't say the words anymore. But oh, then okay. you realize that the magic was inside of you, or more specifically, your hands. If you use Esperanto <laughs> sign language, Esperanto sign language. <laughs> 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 definitely exists. I don't know. Maybe it does. Well, if
0: I mean, and maybe it doesn't exist, and, we- and you discover and it. Then that's the magic, and it's and it's even better.
1: We all love, we all love and speak Esperanto, but no one has done Esperanto we sign do language. We All love and yes.
2: speak Esperanto. I like sign language. Um, using sign language as a way of invoking magic fits right along the line of using like magic symbols to invoke magic. Um, I think it works perfectly fine. Uh, you would meet up with someone who might be able to provide you with this information. Let's say that you're on this quest because of what's happened to you. Um, let's turn mm. it into like a magic mob families thing, right? So you've got yeah. like the five magic families, whatever, not five, we'll do a number later, but there's a magic don, whatever, they cut your tongue out. You're trying to get back at them. You've learned a little bit of this Esperanto and sign language that you're able to use um, to manipulate the weight of things. I still like that as a power, right? I think that's an interesting power. Let's say you're from the Lingva Massima and it's, your family is mm. the family that normally dealt with that so you've learned how to do that with your hands now to get back at the don you're going to take down like a magic mob family how does that sound
1: sure i
0: i like that i like that you know they've pro- like they've cut out your tongue as a way of you know um removing your ability to access this weight control power and they're just sort of like yeah you know that'll be your punishment is to live with the lack of your yeah exactly magical ability and maybe
2: it was like because you said something really innocuous, and the don is a lunatic, right yeah, and it was just like a cruel and unjust petty thing that has been visited upon you and you've been tossed to the side or the family's like your garbage, but now you've got the chance to get revenge because you've learnt something they don't know
1: can can we get something that maybe differentiates the power somewhat between spoken and sign like I feel like cool. Okay. Like that's sort of an inherent part of these kind of stories is like you discover something that's better or unique about the situation that you're in. Um and yeah, like is that what would that be? Is it like like telepathy?
2: Would it be like something that like you can speak without speaking kind of thing? Or You know, whispers.
0: We're thinking about weight manipulation. I guess we want to try and make a twist on that ability that makes this version of it unique.
2: Yeah, well, okay, how about this, right? Your family's mm. from the Lingva Massima, the heavy tongue, right? They um, make things heavy, but through your Esperanto and sign language, you learn how to make things lighter.
1: Yeah, that's what I was sort of thinking.
2: Right, you invert the power. Yeah. And then you, you begin to learn that you can invert powers, mm. right? So you could come up against other That's powers cool. and, l- like, try to absorb them, cut out a tongue or two, and...
0: Yeah. Learn their language. Yeah. More Esper- Esperanto. More <laughs> Esperanto.
2: <laughs> Esperanto. <laughs> we're
0: doing a little of Esperanto. you've got to learn their words, right? They've got the... What did you call it, uh, Jack? What was the book that, uh, that they the were... The
1: Vortara, which, which is a uh, dictionary in Esperanto.
0: So you've got to find each each family's Votaro, obviously we all know and love Esperanto, and then translate that into Esperanto sign language in order to invert that power.
2: Yeah, I really like cool. the Votaros, like going for the Votaros. Mm. I think, like, maybe let's try to manage our scope here.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we're we're only going to tell one scene of this, but... I think I,
2: True, you know, in terms of setting up as an environment, a mission to take down the five families of the big city or whatever is really cool, we don't really have a, like, a contextual setting, so is this like a magic 1970s New York, or is this like a, you know, classic fantasy setting and like an urban environment for a fantasy land, are you doing something sci-fi, are you taking it, like, historical, what are you thinking?
1: I like the, like, um sort of, yeah, New York... Like, even maybe modern day New York, but like perhaps, but like alternate magic sort of urban fantasy, modern magic kind of stuff. And I really, I really cool. like that idea of like each family having their own kind of magic. Like, maybe it, like the, the, the genesis of this idea within my head was like, what if you said the word of something and that you like me saying cup, I could change the weight of a cup that I'm looking at. Right. So sure. you're like saying, Something and in that translation, you're controlling an element of it. Um, so maybe it could be like you like there's a family that controls like temperature or like small big, small big, yeah, exactly. Yep. Like mm. maybe that's how we could theme the different different powers. Yeah, let's find
2: some binaries,
1: right? Yeah. So, so
2: we've got uh, fast, and fast and slow, slow, fantastic.
0: I think that that'll be fun. Um,
2: fast slow is a really good one. Um, did we like big mm. small?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. That's that's an easy one. Yeah. Um, what was the other one you said, Connor? We got Jack had one heavy. That's the main one.
1: A heat, temperature. Yeah,
2: temperature. Hot, cold. Temperature. And we already have heavy, light. Just one more. Just one more. What do we got? Um, intangible and as stone. Yeah, right? that's
1: cool. Yeah,
2: you do like um, a mob boss that has a stone power, and you could take their. Like yeah. flip it into an intangibility power. That's cool. Alright. Okay, so as far as I'm able to tell, uh looking in Esperanto, we've got our five families: the Malvama family, the Malrapido family, the Salida family, the Granda family, and finally the Massiva family. So we are a exiled, you know. Capo of the Massiva family. We've been done dirty and had our tongue cut out. It, it's now mm-hmm. time to take our newfound Esperanto sign language and visit some revenge <laughs> upon the five families. Um, modern day New York, I really like that setting. Let's get some basic story beats down. Obviously, the middle part of our story is going through visiting revenge upon the five families. Yeah. Um, is the start of it the story... Us learning the sign language because we want the tongue cutting to be historical.
1: Before we do that, should we do a side salad?
2: That's a fantastic idea. I would love to hear what we've got for the side salad.
1: Yeah. All right. So side salad is a segment we do where we we have a a series of sort of unprepared prompts, prompts that we have not looked at that have been prepared uh, by my mom. Um, so I'm going to spin this wheel here. We're going to see what mom has prepared for us today for our spin side that salad.
0: Let's go. Something healthy. Oh, Okie okay. dokey.
2: What do we got? What do we got?
1: There's a okay. blizzard.
2: There's a blizzard. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that we can work with this. We have the Melvarma family. Uh, a family concerning mm-hmm. itself principally with the power of cold. Uh, yep. Maybe we can use them as an example of how one of these revenge hits would go down.
1: Yeah. Easy. Uh, so I was sort of thinking, like, if we want... I think that's a good idea if we want to, like, narrow the scope of this. But another Ooh. way we could do it is that the Malvarma are, like, the the big bad guys. Like, this is the cool. person who cut out your tongue, like, is the head of the Malvarma family. Sure, okay. Family. Yep. All right. This so is this like- is the,
2: the principal... Family, the head yeah. of the family, the
0: le the leader. I also I like that because a few of the names that we've got, like r- like a uh, Grande and Massiva, speak to like thinking that they're the biggest thing in the family, mm. and the idea that the actual real power is the cold the Llamas, calculating which, the cold one. Yeah. You know, um, I like that. It's sort of a little bit, you know, it's uh, sneaky. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, I like it a lot. And so, so maybe they've like taken over the city, and the result of that is that. You know, it's a blizzard. There's a, it's cold all the time in this city. It's like a really sort of Oh, yeah. And this is,
2: if this is like toward the end of our story, mm. um the Ma- uh, Malvama mafioso would know that someone's coming for them at this point. Yeah. Because the other families have all been attacked. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the whole city's being hit by this blizzard at this point because they're trying to lock it down. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I like that. The whole of New York is being hit by like a, you know, a, a knee-deep snow. It's getting absolutely snowed out. How do we take that and create a place where we can have this confrontation that's not just like, you know, mucking through the New York City streets mm. in the cold?
0: Also, it'd be hard to do and
1: sign language in a blizzard. Like, you get cold Frosty, frosty thingies, man. Frosty thingies. Yeah. yeah. You're like in the bay and it's like like frozen over or you yeah maybe it's yeah there's like um container ships like frozen in place because it's like a snap freeze right you're like
0: that's cool as yeah
1: well i feel like we're wasting new york you know
0: it's a good point yeah let's let's you Mm -hmm. know what about uh, on top of a uh, yeah, some kind of rooftop.
2: I would like yeah. to do some kind of rooftop. Yeah. I think that's a little bit more scenic. It it adds the stakes uh, a little higher. I I don't know, you know, how to it's incorporate the, the in cold the into this situation more. Mm. Like, is it just like it feels like you're on the top of a mountain, right? Like the wind is whipping, everything's obscured. You feel like you're in an, uh, another realm almost. You're so high up
1: yeah i think you're you're working up so there's like a tower and this mob boss is at the top right and you're working your way up and as you get closer to him it gets colder so it's like going up a mountain and he's like like it's the you can't do it the whole time inside you've sort of got to go outside and then like skip floors because they've like blocked off the elevator or whatever. Um, so you're trying to move towards like sort of like in dread, if you know what I mean. Like you're trying yeah, to move okay. toward up, further up. So this um, is like you're
2: doing like a you're trying to do a hit on a well guarded mob boss, yeah. and the whole family has cold powers, right? It's yeah. not the the mob boss is like powerful enough to start a blizzard, but yes. like all the all the henchmen will be like trying to zap you with frost rays.
0: I, I also oh it's like think the idea you know he's on the roof of this building and it's like the frozen heart of the storm basically like you you get on top of the rooftop and it is like a physical battle to not get blown off Mm. because the rooftop is totally iced over the wind is gale force it's snowing you can't see anything at all except like this like king ping-esque shadowy figure just like standing in the middle of this raging yeah. like snowstorm
1: right and it's like that's yeah it's a super cool like, scene like you come out yeah. he's like on a helicopter pad like just like standing there in like a big like mafioso coat and it's just like ice or it doesn't even yeah. look like a rooftop anymore you're like in the, the eye of this like blizzard
2: Absolutely. And you have to use the powers that you've picked up throughout the story to try and like navigate that confrontation, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, in terms of thinking about a scene to paint a picture of, did you want to do the Malvama um, or did you want to kind of put a pin on how the story climaxes and then find a different family to attack?
0: I mean, I feel like... I really love this scene. <laughs> Me too. I really like it. This, this scene's cool. We've talked <laughs> yeah. about it. And, and I think, you know, we haven't done a climax in a while. And this feels like, you know, it's a it's a superhero yeah. story in and of itself. And we've all, you know, as you said, Connor, um, we've all heard about Marvel and what they've Turns done. Turns out the
2: good guys normally win.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. But, it, you know, it's the flashy, um, you know, visual effects that we come for, right? Yeah. Not the story moments and heartfelt character development. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, we'll- uh... That was sarcasm at the end. But I, I do also think, like, I think this is great.
2: <laughs> I registered that. It's I, um, <laughs> okay,
0: yeah,
1: cool. uh, I
2: do think that this is a very cool part of the story. Where, in summary, we have a story where a, a capo- of uh, one of the magical mafioso families gets their tongue cut out. Um, In that situation, they are now compelled to learn sign language to access the powers that once were given to them via vocalization. Uh, They access these new powers, which allow them to invert the magic family powers, and they're going through whacking the various captains or dons of the different families. Uh, arriving, finally, at the head of all the families, the head of the five families, the Malvama Don. Um, uh, we go up a skyscraper, having to duck out into the storm and back in again, before we finally confront the Don on the rooftop. Um, this sounds like a, a heck of a, uh, a mob tale, and I'm keen as mustard to get stuck in. Do you guys want to head on through to the plate up?
0: Let's head through. Serve it up, mate. All
2: right. Hey, forget about it over here. What do you see? What do you know? Gabagoo.
3: None of this was supposed to happen. He was a friggin' made member of the magical mafioso over here, capo of the Massiver family. With just a word, a magical word. The Massivers could make your sport coat weigh a literal tongue, you know. Crush you to death with your Trapkus cap. Weight magic. You rolled with the heavy crew, pun intended. So how's it happened that a go-to guy in the New York underbelly ends up with their tongue cut out? Well, it's simple. The Don Malvama, that cold bastard, can't take a joke. Seems all calm and collected, but the guy's a friggin' nutjob. You get your tongue cut out. For what? A passing comment you can't even remember. They thought you was done for. No tongue, no magic, no prop. They was wrong. You climb through the vents, despite how it goes in the movies, those skyscraper vents there ain't sized up for your John McClane's why not to crawl in. Lucky you, you've already whacked the grandadon, whacked all the others, come to think of it, the, the Don Malvama, see that ice forgot, he don't realize you got a new trick up your cuff sleeves, you can't talk no more, but you learned how to sign. And you've unlocked the way to invert the words, kept in the Voltaro that the Vive families hold so dear. The granders, they get real big. But once you learn the words in their Voltaro, once you signed them, you found you could get real small, teeny tiny, no bigger than a field mouse. And so you scurry up, 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 up to the final dawn, up to that sub-zero stonad. You come to event break, just one last guard between you and the final powwow, the big dance. You slip out the grate, sign a little something that you picked up from the Mal Rapidus, and fly at the god with hyper speed. This klutz though. Doe, he doesn't take it straight, he twists funny this god and uh, well all of a sudden you both go flying out the friggin' window.
1: because I'm a a new stylist with a familiar twist You're falling through the frosty air the lights of the city spinning and twisting into nauseating patterns as you drop The guard falls with you laughing maniacally their job fulfilled You panic freezing in midair as the icy ground rushes towards you. Finally, your reflexes kick in, and your hands shake as you sign Mola. Suddenly, you're as light as air. You catch a draft, and drift your way back up the side of the tower, away from the guard. Their laughter catches in their throat, and then, before they fall out of sight towards the pavement below, they scream a dark phrase, heavy with malice. Lingvamal. You recognize the Lingva armor immediately, and then you feel the temperature drop. Huge chunks of ice pelt down around you, with have summoned a hailstorm. You push through the air, leaping upwards from bowl of ice to bowl of ice. An icicle the size of a spear hurtles its way towards you, and you sign ling the edera, making yourself intangible as it passes through your chest. You're past the window you are pushed out of now, climbing with pace, switching from mola to edera to rapidly as you fly up the side of the building, your eyes fixed on the blizzard howling at the top. You push off the side of the tower, jump towards a massive sheet of ice falling through the air, and then flip off that, leaping your way towards a landing upon the frozen peak.
0: The vama keeps your hands warm enough to melt the ice into mushy handholds, upon which you cling, cold within a toilet seat in the winter morning, as hail pelts you. The blizzard swirls icy fury around the hulking shadow of Don Melvarma. Each time you blink, you can feel your eyelids almost frosting over. You're nothing but a rat! The wind carries the voice, a bitter growl. You think you can just waltz up here into my house? You think you got what it takes to keep the families in line? The Don spits, (coughs) and the spit becomes an icy whip, lashing at you. It wraps around your wrists and begins dragging you towards the frozen heart of the storm. You think stealing my voltaro is going to help? Look around, kid. Words can only take you so far. A storm like this takes
1: true power. Power you ought
0: to respect! The voice is half mad, manic, as the icy whip around your wrists drags you closer and closer. You can't open your eyes anymore. Your ears burn from cold. You're numb. I could've killed you, but no. i show a little mercy. And look what it gets. You can't breathe. You're here, the center, frozen near solid. As Don Malvana rants, you struggle, and force your frostbitten fingers to move, forming the limb of armor. The warmth is slow to come. It starts at your hands, spreading along your veins. Don Malvarma doesn't know the signs. So you show them something they do understand. You raise a steaming fist as you open your eyes and breathe, safe in your pocket of warmth. You take a brief moment to enjoy the stunned rage on their face before you suck them in the jaw, and the fight begins in earnest.
3: I found more Italians
1: than in Naples or in Rome, more Irish than in Dublin, but New York is their home.
2: Nicely done. How's it, how did that, that that rough, rough voice treat you there, Mitch?
0: That was great. Feels yeah, that feels good. good. Uh, um, I got a little red light on my microphone, so I probably peaked the shit out of everything there. The, the little red. Don't
2: worry about the little red w- light. That's my <laughs> my job to work my magic light. upon those those little you red protect moments. protect me from that. Um, I was very happy That's with it. what we put together tonight. Um, I really enjoyed our story of the magical mafioso. Um, I think that's probably all the time that we do have here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. Uh, if you have a prompt that you yourself would like to uh, have us turn into an episode, much like heavy tongue, shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or use at hook underscore cooks for the socials. In fact... If you have a prompt that you'd like us to turn into an episode that's not like Heavy Tongue, go ahead, shoot that through to cooksofhooks <laughs> at
0: gmail.com or use
2: atbook underscore cook for the socials.
0: If you like the episodes, drop a like. Just no more tongue, please. Wet tongue, hot tongue. Nothing with tongue. Dry tongue? If you like what we're doing, you want us to do a little more, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. I'm still doing the voice. The Is this, are you telling Is this uh, the listener
2: to comment uh, mm. a, 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 and, and share the episode? Or are you Smash that like button
0: <laughs> and subscribe. Okay. Come fight me on the rooftop.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thank you to the for our opening theme, Sailing Away. And, of course, thank you to Jack's mum for the side salad. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Um, That's all the time that we have. I'm your larder critter, Connor. I'm Dishpot
0: playing the role of Jack. I'm Mr. the Monster <laughs> Chef. <coughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm Mitch the Monster Chef. I had something stuck in my throat there. Are we happy, boys? Yes, yes, yes. Chef. <laughs>
3: Estás es la lingo por mí, por ni esperando. Estás es la lingo
1: por mi.